Hello, and welcome to the Purdue Agriculture Economics Podcast, the podcast for experts and innovators in agriculture. My name is Abby Meyer, and on today's episode, Dr. Kilders and I have the pleasure of interviewing the former dean of the College of Agriculture, Dr. Karen Plout. Stay tuned and enjoy. Hello, you're listening to the Purdue Agriculture Economic Podcast. I'm your faculty host, Valerie Kilders, assistant professor in the Department of Agriculture Economics. And I'm joined today by Abby Meyer, who is not only a student in our Agriculture Economics undergraduate program, but also one of the student co-hosts for this podcast. Hi, Abby. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty well. I feel the semester is flying by. We're already in February, and I feel we just started in the new year. Absolutely. I didn't even know today was Groundhog Day. Neither did I. I'm learning more and more. Now, talking about the semester flying by, many changes have come with the new year. Among them, some administrative changes, which is also kind of heralding our guest today. So maybe, Abby, can you introduce who we have here today? Absolutely. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Karen Plout, Dr. Plout is the former Dean of the College of Agriculture and the new Executive Vice President of Research. Good morning, Dr. Plout. How are you? Good. Thank you. Nice to meet you, and it's great to be here today. Absolutely. We are so glad to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, and thank you for taking the time. I know you're probably very busy in your new role as I guess EVP is probably the shortest way of saying it. <laughs> Can you maybe tell us a little bit what your new role is and what you're doing? Yes. So my new role is the executive vice president for research. And what it really does is oversee the research program for the whole university and help faculty succeed, help them move their grants forward. There's lots of things behind that and help provide opportunities so that, Valerie, in your career, for example, you can continue to grow continue to innovate, find new opportunities that you are satisfied with that helps bring new information to the public. That's great. Yeah. I'm a big fan for anything that might have helped me (laughs) in my career, definitely. Before we go very much into that, can we look back a little bit and you can tell what you think characterized your time as the dean of the College of Ag? Yes. Love to talk about being in the College of Ag. And I have to admit, I still talk about we when I talk about the College of Agriculture. (laughs) It still feels like my home. So there's a couple things that characterized it. One of them is emphasis on digital agriculture and data science and really using the tools that are so important to society as we move forward. I think the other thing is I really tried to build a culture of inclusion where our students, our faculty, our staff all feel that they belong and feel like they have endless opportunities. That's important no matter what position you're in, that you feel like this is a place where you can really thrive, that you can move forward and explore new ideas. Awesome. So where do you think the College of Agriculture is heading in the next few years? I think we need to continue our focus on ag tech and moving forward in some of those areas. Our farmers continue to get more and more sophisticated. We need to continue to move that forward so that we can serve them. When you look at society, what we do in agriculture is so important because it's food. I believe the strength of Purdue is that we not only do basic research, but we do research that impacts society. So we need to continue our strong basic research, but we need to build that into things that make a difference. I'll give you an example of one of the new initiatives, which is FEMI, the Food Entrepreneurship Manufacturing Institute. It's a joint project between 
AgEcon and food science to help grow new entrepreneurs in the food space. Tremendous opportunity for rural communities. We bring in new tools, do basic research that bring new ideas, and then bring it out to the public. So everybody should benefit from some of those types of things. So lots of opportunities to make a difference, all the way from the basics, using our food pilot plant, to how do we actually bring that to the market and who's going to help do that. And that's why putting Ag Econ along with food science is so important. Absolutely. You mentioned a little bit about the different departments working together, but since this is the Ag Econ podcast, we don't really venture into those areas as much. So could you maybe highlight how the different colleges work together? Yeah, the different departments and different colleges all work together in many examples. When you look on big issues, for example, changing climate, you're going to have impacts on forestry and natural resources because it's going to affect our forests. And there's evidence of our forest changing, which this is big timber state, so as a big opportunity and economic impact. But it doesn't just affect that, it affects our plants. So it's going to affect plant sciences. In plant sciences, we have botany and plant pathology for the research. You have agronomy, which is really about the application. You have entomology, which is about what diseases are going to come in as climates change? Then you have ABE, because what are you going to do with the water? So it really allows us to build an ecosystem. But it's not just our departments. It is in different colleges. The engineering school can help with some of the water issues. In different times, you've got to build an automation. So looking where you spray and how you spray, that's automation. That's computer science. It's also computer engineering. So it's really bringing disciplines together. And then... When you get down to it, and I actually did a little thing for AgEcon on this, in the end, if you want people to change, you need to bring in political science and some of the liberal arts to help people understand what difference is going to make to them. What are some of the unintended consequences that maybe we in the more basic areas don't think about? And it's a place where AgEcon plays a really important role. Not only what's the economic benefit, what's the social benefit? What's the community benefit? How do we bring all those things together? Absolutely. As an AgEcon student and a political science student, I definitely agree. I didn't know you were a political yeah. science. That's yeah. a great combination. Yeah. I'm so glad to have students like you yeah. who are thinking about that bigger picture and how to bring these things together. Absolutely. I really enjoy it. Really happy to have Abby with us. <laughs> Looking beyond the calls of Ag. Bringing it all together, is this one of the things you really enjoy in your new role? Was this one of the exciting parts? What we can do in the multidisciplinary work to solve big problems is really exciting and real opportunities as we move forward. So we're ramping up the people that we have that help faculty do that. Because to do that, you need to bring together different pieces and different people. So, you know, you keep hearing about chip plus science and you say, well, what is the chip? So little things in all your computers, I think of them as just everybody has kind of the same chip. That's not really how it works. And learning that there's all these different chips that work for different applications, how you put that together, how you continue to miniaturize them. It's fundamental to whether you're driving a car or a tractor, whether you're on your smartphone or using your computer, how we move forward as a society. So bringing those ideas and starting to put together, how can chips be used? What can they be used for? We've got people that know how to build these new chips that are different than what we had before. Because when you hear on the radio, they act like a chip is a chip, a chip. And it's not true. Same with life sciences. When you talk about things, it's not one size fits all. There's lots of nuances. 
depending on what you want to do. So we can bring people together and really change that culture, talk about what does it look like for the future and how do we make it work for many different disciplines. I love this chip example and this bigger picture. How has this transition been to like kind of moving from I'm in the college of ag and yes, I have to collaborate with others, but now you're kind of overseeing what everyone else is doing. So, I mean, people do talk about drinking from a fire hose. I'm drinking from a fire hose. There is a lot to learn. I'm lucky enough to have back in my experience, I worked for NASA for a while. And that experience with NASA, we brought together many different things. So I was the lead scientist for the Space Station Biological Research Project. So we were building all the habitats for space. You've got to bring together a wide variety of people. And there were lots of things I knew nothing about that I learned. And this is a little bit the same. You bring them together, you start learning what they're doing, and then you say, hey, here's an opportunity. And I love that. It's kind of my growth as a person. You know, I, I talked about opportunities in the College of Ag and to think bigger. This job gives me that opportunity to think about how you build that. Now, having said that, that's one side of what we do. The other side that I felt was really important is how do we help people be more successful? There's a lot of processes when you apply for a grant. They may have a big idea, but the process gets in the way of them seeing their big idea through to completion. So we want to break down those barriers to make it easier for people to compete and bring their ideas forward. And I like that part too. I like helping people getting rid of roadblocks. And our office, a big part of what they do is getting rid of those roadblocks. Much of it is federal regulation, so we're not going to be able to say you can do anything you want. But we can make those processes so that people can easily maneuver the system. They'll know where to go, how to get there, and then their big ideas come true, and that's what we can do. As a new faculty member who's starting to apply for yeah. grants yeah. and learning yeah. all of that, I definitely appreciate any roadblocks <laughs> that yeah. can be removed. Absolutely. So in your role, do you have any specific plans or initiatives you would like to push? So a lot of it is really driven by where we are as an institution. Some of the big opportunities, chip plus science is one of the big ones. You know, microelectronics and chips are just really, really important for the future. So those are some of them. The Applied Research Institute that we've been starting to grow is another real opportunity to not only continue growing in West Lafayette, but have some other campuses potentially. The focus on the change in IUPUI, Indiana University, Purdue University at Indianapolis, and that split to have a Purdue presence. It's a huge research opportunity. We have to work through the student part first. But once we get through that, looking at the opportunity to partner with many different industries and to move some things forward are really exciting. There's also things in the national security area that we have special expertise that make the difference for our country. We have a big energetics program, and it's really important for national security. So there's many different areas that we can continue to move forward that are really important to do. One of the other backbones to that is digitization, the use of digital tools, because it continues to transform what we do. So these tools are transforming what we do in so many different fields, and we've got to figure out how to best use them to our advantage. You know, and there's new tools where you can write your essay by just going to one of these bots and it'll write your whole essay for you. But at the same time, we have to look at what does that mean and what does it do? How can we use that? This morning on the radio, they were talking about those bots. They asked it to write a paper on rocket science. Well, it's pulling information from everywhere and it had all the equations wrong and all sorts of wrong information. These tools are going to be more prevalent for you in the future. 
but give you enough expertise where you can go in and say, I can't just use these tools that way. What do they mean? What do they use? What part helps me? And what part do I need to help it to become a better tool for the future? I'm going to go back to our farmers. Our farmers can use it and aren't using erroneous information because it's going to impact what our farmers do. So I used rocket science, but it's rocket science and it's agriculture and it's all these fields. How do do we use these new tools to the best of our advantage? Instead of blocking them off and hoping they go away, embrace them, but embrace them cautiously. Yeah, understand what they do. Understand that they're aggregating data from all sorts of places with no understanding what the data actually means. I thought it was really interesting. But what we need to do is make sure you know what it means and know how to use them to the best of your advantage. I will admit I have no idea how to use any of that stuff. (laughs) So my last question for you is, do you have any advice for students who are looking to get involved with research at Purdue? There's two pieces of advice. The first one is if you find an area that you find interesting to you, go talk to that professor. Tell them you're interested. And the first thing is listen. I'm guilty of it myself and I hear myself talking today. And I think if you ask Valerie about her research, it makes her light up. It makes her excited about what she does. So listen to that faculty. And if you share some of that enthusiasm, you tell them, I'm really interested. They'll usually find a research opportunity for you. So you can make pairs that way. Our faculty are experts in their area. If it's something you're listening to in a class or somewhere else, go up to them, talk to them, find out if that's a good fit for you. So that's a really big key to it. Right now, the undergraduate research is separate from my office. We've got to get that more integrated. I don't know how to do it yet since I'm only two weeks on the job. (laughs) But making sure every student has that opportunity. Not every student's going to want to take advantage of it. But making sure some of our more shy students that aren't ready to go up and talk to Valerie, for example, have an opportunity to do that. There is a research roundtable that students can go to. We've done a little bit with it, not really successfully, but making sure our students know that those opportunities are there because it can really expand your mind and expand your thinking. It is one tool, though. I mean, the other great things students can do are study abroad, get involved in podcasts and learning new things that way. So lots of opportunities. And I hope our students take advantage of those that accept them. That's great advice. Thank you. Sure. I know our students definitely are appreciating the different opportunities they have here. And we're really excited to see what you do in the next several years. And we really appreciate the time that you took and kind of laying out the vision that you have. That has been really fantastic. And I know our listeners are going to be really interested in that. So thank you very much. And thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. My heart will always be in the College of Agriculture, but I also want to make sure that all of Purdue thrives and that some of the culture we talked about building in agriculture happens throughout the university. Thank you so much. Thank you.